Hello loves and welcome to the Introverts Toolbox, the podcast for introverts who feel like the world's kind of fucked up, where the biggest and craziest people get all the success, and we're left wondering like, oh my god, what the hell do we do? My name's Karen Hewitt and I am your host and we're going to go over systems, methods and skills you can use as an introvert to be authentically you and be successful. So subscribe and share this on your social media and don't forget to give us five stars and let's get started. Hello, my love. So today's a bit of a different episode. I figured you needed to get to know me a little bit more. And so I wanted to talk to something very dear to my heart. And it's something I'm taught very rawly about. And it is something that impacted me as an introvert. Because as an introvert, we do have a tendency to withdraw. So when things are put into place that make us withdraw more, it can make us more prone to things like this. So today, I'm going to have a hard conversation. I am going to share my domestic violence story with you. And I'm going to try not to cry. <laughs> oh, so when I was in my early 20s, like 21, I was married and it was not a good marriage. It was emotionally empty and there was some other things going on. And it could be said that there was emotional abuse, but he never laid a finger on me. We got divorced, and while my divorce was in play, I was diagnosed with depression. We had a lot of things going on, including the fact that I had just lost my first child. And it was very early on in the pregnancy. It was an eptopic. So I turned to the internet and found chat rooms. Now, this is well before social media, but this is like the AOL chat rooms and things like that. If you're old enough to remember it, and I found one that was for depression because I was kind of trying to figure out what was going on with me and how I can make it better. And I met this guy online. Yeah, that's that's like every horror story starts. And I met him online. And we talked. I flew out to America because he said he was going to get me some help with some specialists. Turned out I had been majorly misdiagnosed because they diagnosed me with bipolar and a few other things. And it turned out that I was just depressed because of the situation. Got me off all the meds. And of course, because he was saving me, I fell for him. This is part of this, I'm pansexual. So it's about the person, not how they look. Uh, Hearts, not parts (laughs) is an easy way to remember it. He saved me. And of course, my divorce was going through and I fell in love. I left to go back home to England. Big messages about how much he missed me, how much he loved me, how much he wanted me back. So he proposed online. I flew back and we got married. Honestly, it was a fairy tale. The marriage itself was like quick in, in the bishop's office. There was a little celebration in the backyard. Nothing major. But he wined me, he dined me, he bought me teddy bears, he bought me flowers, he did all this kind of stuff. And he really had me lean into the homebody of myself, which was that we stayed in and watched TV, we chilled out at home a lot, I didn't really talk to many people. And so there was a lot of romance, a lot of care, treated me really well. I started my immigration process, I got a worker's permit, I got a job. And I went to work and I quickly promoted through work and became a manager. Part of being a manager was inventory and things like that. I even got my driver's license. I mean, literally everything was going great. And then one time I was late home from work. That was the first time he hit me. 
Now, you're oh my gosh, she hit you. But here's what you've got to understand. It didn't start with that first hit. It actually started with something I call positive control. What positive control is, is they influence you to do what they want. For example, it was what I wore. He'd tell me, oh my gosh, you look so beautiful in that dress. And the next week I'd wear something else. And he'd be like, oh, but that dress you wore last week was so pretty. Why didn't you go change into that dress? And eventually I was dressing how he wanted, hair like he wanted, makeup how he wanted, talking how he wanted, cooking how he wanted, cleaning how he wanted, everything how he wanted. Because I wanted to have that serotonin rush that. So yeah, the serotonin rush about making everything. But what he was also doing was separating me from my friends and family. It was too expensive to call home. We didn't have time to go hang out with people. And the introvert in me was like, oh my gosh, peace and quiet, home time, yay. But it really allowed him that opportunity to dig in and separate me from everyone and make me very shy very inward and I'd spent time in college becoming able to be extroverted and then recharge as an introvert so that was all undone and that made it very difficult now a lot of people always say to me why didn't you leave well he had me convinced that I deserved this and a lot of domestic violence survivors will tell you the same thing we're convinced at this point that we deserve it we're convinced that we did something to initiate it we're convinced that it's us, it's not them. And they get to psychologically beat us down for months, years, before they even lay a finger on us. Now, I wish I could tell you, my loves, that the, that one hit was the only time. And I'm going to go more into detail in this, you know, down the road. Uh, I just wanted you to know a little bit about who I am. But he did try and kill me on four separate occasions that I remember. I've had a trauma therapist tell me I'm probably blocking out more because it was so psychologically jarring. I mean, I had knives held to my fucking throat. I've been smothered by a pillow. I had my face shoved into a piping hot sink for dishes and held there until I passed out. Uh, I had been choked. And I'm kind of choking talking about it. I cannot wear uh, crew neck shirts anymore. I can't wear necklaces that are too tight around my neck. People can't touch my neck. I can touch my neck. I have very, very few people who can have contact with my throat and my neck because it causes a trauma response. I automatically start gulping like, oh my gosh, is this where I'm going to get choked? Because choking became such a consistent part of our routine that every time I misbehaved, I was strangled. And it stayed just so he could make me cry. And it was till he made me pass out. Why am I telling you all this? I tell my story because I want you to know that you're not alone. I tell my story to let you know there are dangers. I tell your story, my story, so that you know who I am. I'm not perfect. I haven't had an easy life. A lot of shit's happened. And I will go more into detail. And, you know, something I'm doing, and this is something you can do as an introvert. I'm actually writing everything into a book. And, of course, you're going to be the first to hear when I finally hit publish. And it is difficult to read. 
but it is a raw, unabridged journal of what happened to me. And it's why I found my voice. Let me explain this. Trauma can happen to you in many ways, but you have a choice. The choice is, is that trauma gonna damage me forever or am I going to take it and use it for something that makes me better for me? Not for anyone else, but for you. Can trauma damage you or can it grow you? And I will never tell someone that I want them to be in trauma to make them grow, but most of us have had trauma and I want you to take that and go, okay, how can I run with this? And for me, it made me wanna tell my story because so many people were, well, why didn't you leave? Oh my gosh, why did you? I would have never stayed. If honestly, domestic violence never is a, I'm taking you on a date, now I'm gonna beat you. Oh, by the way, do you wanna have a second date? It's, I'm gonna wind you down, you make you think everything's perfect, get you married, get you committed, get you in a relationship where you have no way out. Gonna have you live with me, share finances with me, share legalities with me. And then I'll convince you it's your fault. And then I'll start hitting you. And it's when they've built this trust factor up. They built this trust factor up so high that the minute they lay one finger on you, you really truly believe that you've deserved it, that you're this horrible person, that maybe they're trying to help you. And then when it happens again, you start thinking, well, maybe next time they'll kill me and it'll be okay, because I deserve it. It is psychologically damaging beyond all belief. But when you've got that trust up and they put their hand on you, once you've developed through it, now it's like that trust is destroyed. And the longer they took to build that trust up before they did it, the harder the fall. And I want to tell you, if you're in a domestic violence situation, I'm not going to sit here and go, you need to leave. You know that's what you need to do. What I'm going to tell you is there are people out there that will support you. There are people out there that will love you. And if you just need someone to listen to you, hold your hand, tell you it's going to be okay, and help you get to the point where you're ready to leave, I understand because leaving is one of the scariest things in the world because when you leave you have this feeling like they've got nothing left to lose and that makes it terrifying so I get it I'm not going to sit here and tell you okay that's it pack your bags and leave I'm going to tell you find support find love whether it be a friend a community organization Find somewhere where you can feel supportive and come up with a plan. I want you to plan because you are worth so much more. You are an amazing individual if you're in this situation. And I love you. And other people love you. And it's not your fault. Even though they've made you believe it is, it's not. But there are ways out. And you need to take your steps in your time. But remember, there are people there for you. I know this wasn't exactly a toolbox but you deserve to understand who your host is and that the introvert in me had to learn a ways to break out, to save my life, to tell my story and to grow. I love you guys. And I'll talk to you soon.
Bye-bye. And thank you for listening to another episode of the Introverts Toolbox. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And you know what? I want to know, what is one thing you learned today? Is there something that you're going to take and use in your life or your business? Let me know below.